0: Welcome to Pondering with Peg, episode sixteen. Today is Tuesday, July sixteenth, and we are recording from Paris Study in Chester Heights, PA. Tonight we are going to have an open discussion on living in a haunted house or having experience with spirit. We have quite a crowd tonight. So if everybody would kind of want to go down, you can give your first name or first and last, however you feel comfortable. And we'll just go down and around. We'll start with Marie. Marie. Michael.
1: Josie. Rachel. Pat. Olivia.
0: Peg. Terry. Peg. <laughs> Margie. Kathy. So I'm going to leave it up to you guys to kind of work this. Um, who would like to give their first story? Anyone?
1: I volunteer, Rachel.
0: Oh, well, you've got a quite a few, Josie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rachel. You're up. Um uh, so before I
2: moved to the house that I'm currently in, um, I lived on a house that was on a very busy road on the top of a hill um, with my mom and my stepdad. I lived in there from when I was in like, I think about fourth grade till sixth or seventh grade. Um, and it was simply very creepy. I always thought it was creepy. I never really liked it to begin with. I never told my parents though because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. Um, also didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also did Yeah I didn't get much of a say. I was like 12 um, I used to get very freaked out To go upstairs um, The house They had raised the roof So the upstairs What used to be the attic Now was two bedrooms And a little bathroom With this like tiny Little shower thing Um I used to not like my room at all. I had a Barbie dollhouse, and when you would turn it on, you know, if you open the fridge, it would make a noise. If you press the button for the doorbell, it would make a noise. Um, And there was one night I was going to bed. I used to have to sleep with, like, six lights in my room. I used to have Christmas lights in my room and lamps and everything um, because the room freaked me out that much that I felt if I didn't light it up, something was going to come and get me. Uh, And the one night I was laying in bed, for some reason I was tossing and turning, I was wide awake. And all of a sudden, my Barbie dollhouse, which I had off, made the sound of the opening door. Uh, It used to make this creaking sound, and then it would be like, I'm home or something. Yeah, and and the doorbell, which would only go off if you pressed the button, started going off like three times. And then the door... The sound of the door would open, but when I looked over, there was nothing going on. Like, the door wasn't swinging open, the door wasn't being pushed in, right. but it was going off by myself. The next day, I had a friend of mine over, um, and we were upstairs, we were playing with the dollhouse, um, and I had a dog and a cat at the time, and my cat came sprinting into my room, and then she started staring in this right corner next to my bed, and she just hair up started hissing, she looked like a Halloween decoration, and this is a cat that really didn't do much. She slept in the attic and that was about it. Um and then my dog started baring her teeth and growling, which is something I've never seen her do before. She has never bared her teeth and growled at anybody or anything, but the two of them were fixated on this corner and whenever I try to get near the corner, my dog would back into me needless to say we got freaked out because some like my wind chimes started swaying side to side and shaking and we kind of ran downstairs because my friend said it reminded her of a scene of the exorcist <laughs> it scared her um and i every time i go up there i had to have somebody with me i would not go up there alone uh, the bathroom stairs we had a shower i used to make my parents go upstairs and wait for me outside of the bathroom because i was just that freaked out i always felt like somebody was watching me somebody was following me around um and now we have friends that live there and he said oh yeah my kids refuse to go upstairs they won't sleep up there and their room is the same room that i slept in wow
0: did anyone in your family have experiences
3: or did they um, i think my um, mom might have nothing specific like what she had just more like feelings mm-hmm. and it was always in that bedroom every time i walked in and like i tried painting it and making it very bright and colorful and thinking maybe that would help but there was always this weird eerie feeling and consistently for a couple weeks she kept waking up with scratch marks on
2: it yeah i used to wake up there was one time i woke up with three scratch marks that went from the bottom leg of my my jawline, down to my stomach and she had them on her legs and they were my legs and i used to when sometimes i'd wake up and there would be blood and everything and My parents were thinking, oh, you know, you're biting your nails, you're tipping them, and then you're scratching yourself in your sleep. So the one night to test my parents to prove that I wasn't scratching myself, I wore gloves to bed, and I woke up with scratch marks all over my back. And I hated that room. I was so happy when we moved out. I couldn't have been happier to paint those walls and close that door behind me, but my friends never wanted to come over my house. They always said my house was creepy. It was weird. Um, my friend's little sister used to say she saw shadow people shadow people running up and down the steps. Um, just nobody liked my house, and I felt bad about it at the time. I was like, "Well, oh, nobody wants to be my friend. But I think okay. maybe it was the house. I guess once you moved, did you have any experiences in the next
0: house, or did it seem to just um, Our be next house, now? we had
2: the yes. owners. We think was a previous house. Yeah, <laughs> okay. It's so two. It's definitely two spirits. It's definitely a male yeah. and a female. But they're very friendly. They don't do much. You know, sometimes the doorknob will rattle or something, but it's nothing bad. Like, I used to feel like that whatever was in there, my, and my stepdad didn't say this to me until I was older. He goes, I feel like it was poltergeist, and it could have, at some points, borderline very demonic on certain levels. He did not like that it was scratching me, right. and I used to just yeah, get terrified. It's not a good thing. He did reach scratches on yeah uh, and it was consistent and it would be on my face my leg my back and there were sometimes that my like I remember one day I would woke up with scratch marks on like the center down the center of my back and I was like okay there's no way I can do this by myself like I'm there's no way I'm reaching behind my back and going straight from you know the top of my the base of my neck all the way down like I can't do that. And they used to, I used to wake up with them. The one time, I actually, remember I woke up, like, I guess in the middle of it or whatever, because I felt like I was bleeding, and I was. Right. And there was, like, blood on my arm and stuff. It was, they were pretty heavy-duty scratches.
1: And you guys are all related, right? Sort, yeah, sort of. Sort of. of. She's my pretend niece. <laughs> yeah. We're very close, so, with the age gap, so she us us an uncle. Because
0: you all seem to have experiences, which is... Oh yeah, well, last night we were all together and it was sky high at the house. Yeah, <laughs> at your house. At our yes, house. I know old house we're there. <laughs> yeah. Alright, well Josie, let's, let's hear about your house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we, uh, we have our three resident spirits, which is my grandfather, my paternal grandfather, his father, and my great-uncle Jack. And we always know when it's Uncle Jack because he's very tall and you just feel him towering over you. And uh, he actually was a POW in Korea. And with everything that's been going on, he's been there a lot, giving us a lot of signs, you know, like the constant, you know, one, one, ones, two, two, twos, 48, and just like weird little things, you know, POW popping up everywhere. So we know he's there. Um, Russ and Cleta actually had to come out to my house back in the fall, Do you remember when I first I met you? Yeah. And we were told that our house, um, the power between me and my oldest son, our gifts, it's so bright that it's like a beacon. And we're at the epicenter of a lot of the Aston uh, paranormal activity. So they literally will walk right through my house. You can hear somebody walk through the back door, right at the front door. They're just crossing through. Right. It's like it's like we're not even there. They just walk through the house. Some of them knock. Um, and it's, it's just constant. But last, last night, Beth and Rachel were over and we played this game called Hunt a Killer. So and they're. Uh, it's a okay. puzzle. It's like an escape room, but that you do at home. Um, so Beth's husband was there. It was all of us. And we're just sitting there talking. And I, I always feel the presence. It's just always there. I always hear them. Nicholas is my oldest. He always hears them. He sees them. He feels them. We're sitting there getting ready to start. And Beth just whips around in the middle of talking like this. And has this like, odd look on her face and goes back like nothing's happening. And I'm not even paying attention because I'm so used to it. My oldest comes downstairs about a half hour into it. And he says, Mom, I need to talk to you in private. he doesn't know that we discussed it. Because I don't want to freak him out. Because he does right. get scared. So I've never told him that Beth, Rachel, and Bill can see this stuff, too. So we go in the kitchen. And he says, Mom, there's three people upstairs. I don't recognize any of them. They're not people who normally come to visit our house. So I told him, I said, Well, it's a full moon. It's coming. The new moon is coming. The eclipse is coming. So the veil's very thin right now. People probably just passing through. But... He said one of them looked like his skin was burnt and really, really scared him. Yeah. Beth and Rachel happened to walk in the kitchen while we we're talking, so we explained to them what was going on, explained to him, and that's when we found out Beth actually saw our father-in-law, my father-in-law standing behind her. She's like, he's just wow. leaning over that my is shoulder. Back the reading you did a couple
3: weeks ago, you said things were just going to start coming through very clearly all of a sudden
1: in the next yeah. year. <laughs> so, that, yes. and it was yeah, not yeah, the first time I had yeah. somebody when they're, it's, it's always heightened and when I they're there
3: yeah. Yeah. I catch glimpses periodically, nothing big did. I didn't see his face but I described him to a and with everything else yeah. 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 I'm like, I, I text her, I'm like are, who did I see like this? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, felt, I
2: felt really bad for Nikki because I, I was trying to see, I was like I was like, "Do you recognize the person who you said looked like they'd been in a fire?" And he he said he actually he told me he's like, "I could smell the smoke off of them." Wow. He goes he goes, "It smelled like when, you know, because his dad being in fire." He's like, "It smells like when dad comes up from the firehouse." Right. And and I and he goes he goes, "Whatever they are, or whatever they're doing." He goes, "I know I can't trust them," and that I was like, "Okay," I was like, "It's all right." And he just. Wow. I ended up, I have a pentacle ring and I have it today, but I gave it to him last night. And my mom had a pentacle necklace and she gave it to him. And we're just
1: like, it's okay, like, wear these and everything and exactly. and all. But, you know, yeah. we did protection to make them feel better. So yeah. we did. I honestly think it was just some people passing through again because that's what we normally get. And it's but been it's, really heavy the past week. Yeah. It's kind of um, cool that
4: he's like, I know I can't trust them. Like, there's one
2: yeah, Yeah.
1: he you know, used to have a... Yeah, he's got like, a good I sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, he had a friend, because he used to tell me all the time when somebody new was at the house, because I'm just... Russ and Cleet had taught me a couple of different things to do. They're like, you know, we know you're just learning, so if you're not ready, send them to Paris. study. Tell them to go down this way. Tell them to find a different lane. So over time, I got comfortable with it. He got so comfortable with it, most of the time he doesn't tell me anymore. And one day, he's just chatting away about this guy, Danny. And I'm like, who is Danny? And he's like, oh... He's a boy that died in a car accident. He's about 15 years old. He just comes and hangs out because he thought I was pretty cool. And he said he knows he has to go, but he's he just isn't ready to go yet. And I'm wow. like, all, all
5: right.
1: He turns 11 tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Nicky's,
2: he's is, he's a good kid. And I remember, like, the first time I started babysitting the boys and everything growing over there. He goes, oh, by the way, he goes, don't get creeped out when you go to the bathroom. Uncle Jack's in the hallway, and he just kind of stands there. He goes, if you, he goes, if you feel like he's invading your privacy, just tell him to shoot at Joey's room. He'll stand in there sometime. <laughs> and I'm like, looking at
1: him, like, okay. <laughs> Uncle Jack was described by Russ as the protector of our house. Because when Russ and Cleto came to the house, he was, like, right on them, asking who they were, who's this person, and... Russ started laughing at one point, and I, I apologize, I'm just quoting, so I don't mean to offend anybody. Um, Russ had said that one of his spirit guides is an Asian man named, I forget his Winpo. name, Winpo, Winpo, and keep in mind, my uncle was a prisoner of war and died in Korea, he turned and said, well, who's the chink, because I don't like him being here, and Russ kind of laughed, and he's like, no, 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 he's like, it's okay, everything's fine, and he called my uncle down, and he felt the presence change, and like, he's... He's our protector. We call him our watchdog, and Russ mm-hmm. said he is like, as long as you keep doing your protection spells and your uncle's here, you're safe. No evil can really come in here, yeah. so, awesome.
2: He does follow you around when you first go yeah. in there, like, if he don't know who you are, he'll follow you around. I, I like baby- a security guard. Yeah, really. <laughs> I babysat from September to early January, I think mm-hmm. it was. So far they us that we were on with Conrad. And yeah he would, I could tell, he was just following me around, and I could tell, I'm like, oh, there's somebody behind me, and I'd be sitting there, like, putting dishes in the sink, and he'd be behind me, and I'd be like, I know you're here, like, I could just kind of tell, like, he doesn't get anybody issues, but after Nikki said that, like, I felt like there were, like, even the kitchen felt, like, different, I was like, something's going on, and, and everything, and also,
1: that was, and then
2: I was just like, I felt really bad for him, because he was scared, he could see he was
1: scared, but... We have people walking through our backyard where we're cleaning up for their birthday party. <laughs> I'm having a conversation with him, and I just keep going like this. And He turns around and he's like, What's the matter? And he said, Two people just walked through the bushes, they just walked right across right. and disappeared. And like, it's that they, back
6: corner of our yard is very active because I think they actually just come straight through the, the woods from the creek and up that way. And they like, cross. Was it at one time? I like, know, it was yeah. Path.
1: We're in the middle. Uh, We were told that if you look at a map of Aston, we're right in the middle of every cemetery. We are dead center of all the cemeteries in Aston. Look at this one.
2: So they're yeah. right down the road from Cherry Tree Road, and if you know anything about the local, like the local history in Aston, Cherry Tree Road was Aston Brookhaven, and sometimes, occasionally, Concordville's local hanging tree. So there's yeah. there's a
1: lot of activity so, over there, and I remember we could walk to that spot.
2: Yeah, we yeah, we could. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not even it's not even that far. But my dad used to like go over down that way, and he'd feed the deer and everything, because everybody knows about the deer at the tank farm. And, he would say, yeah, I used to see people just kind of moseying through the woods over by the tank farm. And he goes, and then they disappear. And, uh, and I'm like,
1: yes, because it was the cherry tree orchard. And I'm like, that's so why it's called cherry tree road. And then I have to explain to my dad. And he goes, oh, well, that explains it. So She's the local historian. She actually works for the Aston Historical that's, Society. That's
3: pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's, Then you can research the houses. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the, the Battle of you Lawn, the, the military's uh, march. Yeah, they and they were
2: there was, there was a, Yeah, and the British encampment was at Mount Hope Cemetery in Newman College, far, yeah. so which that's you could yeah. throw a rock at Newman from their house and they would probably hit the yeah, wall. house. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're,
0: you're near the little restaurant there. So right, Right. There, if um, you're
1: if you're standing at my house, you go to the left, you're town and country, you go to the yeah. right, we're at Newman, okay, we're yeah. right in between the We're bus.
6: across from Schistler's Old Nursery, which is the Victoria Drive over there, that little condo the little condos. Oh, okay, yeah. The my house was built by my great-great-uncle in 1895, and if he was facing my house, two doors to the left was my great-grandmother's house. And Yesterday, I had a conversation with one of my neighbors that lives in that house now, and she described it as very creepy. It's uh, so probably all my family members.
1: Just uh, coming to check it out.
6: And another thing that I didn't think about when you were talking about Mount Hope, my father was a member of Mount Hope, and my grandfather, Juan, was a Descendant of the founding members of Mount Hope, so some of the visitors might be Mount Hope connected. We used to come and visit my grandfather and dad at the house when they were there. Right. So yeah, so it's a familiar some, place. Some could be familiar yeah. with that. So. At one point, it was one of the only
1: yeah. houses, so everybody was there. Yeah. Yep.
6: Yeah. Yeah, on that side, was my house and my great-grandmother's, and that was it for. 70 plus 80 plus years so yeah. we get all kinds of wizards. at least
0: you're comfortable yeah. with it yeah, yeah. You, can, you know you're, you know yeah. how to deal with it and, and it was like, all thanks to it. that
1: place that we were in together and um because that kind of opened me up to accepting it and then talking to yeah. Russ and Cato, <laughs> it was just like alright just do this and we, both him and my son Nicholas have said like they can tell when I'm talking to somebody cause it's almost like I go into a trance like I'm there but I'm right. not there and then I can recount it like it was a movie Right. Yeah. I actually had. Do you remember when Melissa's friend came to me? A friend of ours. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> our my kid is friends with her mm. kid. Um, she's very very sweet lady, but I'm not that close with her. Mm. And her name is Melissa H. I also have a, a best friend named Melissa H. And this man came to me and put put me in the trance. And he just says to me, "I need you to tell Melissa she's beautiful, and I'm sorry I died." Mm. Melissa who? I, I know a lot of yeah. Melissas. He says, Melissa H. So I said, well, you must mean this person because I'm very close with them. And he says, no. So you can't mean that one because I don't know her that well. And he goes, yeah, that's her, and I need you to give her my message. And I'm like, she's going to think I'm nuts. She's going to think I'm absolutely crazy. I don't know her. And I was supposed to say, hey, this dead guy came to me with a message for you. For two weeks, this man bothered me. Two weeks straight, sleep paralysis, sleep talking, like waking me up. I was barely sleeping. And I said <laughs> The day of, it was actually two weeks before my birthday. The day of my birthday, I said to myself, "I didn't sleep last night. I'm going crazy. If I hear from this Melissa before this time, that's my sign, and I'll find a way to tell her." Well, she was the first person to wish me happy birthday, even before him, because he was asleep. I was like, "All right, I, I, ha- I have to tell her because he needs to leave me alone." Center, I sent her a private message on Facebook. I said, "Hey, you're gonna think I'm crazy, but I had this dream that was kind of about you and..." This man and he looked like and I described what he looked like and I gave her what he said what he said and she said, "Do you believe in spirits? Are you a medium?" Because that's my ex-boyfriend. Wow. She is "She goes, we weren't dating when he passed away, but we stayed very good friends." And the last words I said to him because he was going to a party was, "Please don't drink and dark drive. I don't want you to die." And that's exactly how he died. He died in a drunk driving accident. So he was wow. coming to apologize to her. So. And I get we get I get messages like that all the time, but that one was the one that really hit me because it was for somebody that wasn't very close. You know right. what I mean?
0: probably a way for them to get you to branch out a little bit to be more comfortable with, like if give
1: gifts true. and people I think so because that was really when I was like alright I guess I can really kind of open out and, yeah. and tell people <laughs> and if they think I'm crazy they just going to talk to me again. No, I don't care
0: <laughs> you have plenty of other people to talk to
4: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <a problem> <laughs> the
6: rest of the business is crazy. that's
0: alright we like it it's good here
4: my, like, I've been reading for many, many years. I was never cool with saying things or having things in my home or anything like that. And when my daughter was little, she was like, yeah, that mom, there's this lady. She walked right across the room. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to hear this. Let's <laughs> talk about
0: something else. Anyway,
4: well, let's go make popcorn. You know, that kind of thing. And she, she doesn't remember it now. You know, she kind of began to block it out probably because she realized her mom was like, oh, no. <laughs> you know so I'm smudging and all that kind of stuff <laughs> but I mean if I had been more comfortable with it her abilities would be in a different place now too you know so it's kind of good like well
1: she could still open up because you know, she doesn't want to I used to see people when I was little I, used to, I even saw angels when I was little I saw the blessed mother when I was little and I used to tell mom because it would scare me and she'd be like it's all right just see the rosary it's okay just say the rosary. It's all well, right. that's when i was a little
4: kid i was raised catholic so that's what i would do like, whenever i was a little kid and i was scared i'd have the rosary right there and okay. i would just be said,
1: we're catholic too and
5: yeah.
1: um, going to catholic school kind of shut down because i'm like all right i'm scared and they're telling me it's not real and i'm not supposed to because it's like the devil's work. but um oh, yeah. i went to a class that conrad fulmer taught and it just kind of like let me let like, go like, alright, you know, it's a gift from God or whoever you refer to, you know. Mm-hmm. So they able. To, once I knocked that wall down, it was just like full force, which made it really easy to talk to Nicholas and I talk my mom still has a lot of activity at her house, and she's like, Oh my god, you're not gonna believe what happened today. It's like a daily talk. I guess it was at the house last night. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs>
7: Anyone up Marie? Uh, I've had a- Um, The youngest, who is two now, but uh, how old was he? That's eight
1: months, maybe. No, not even. He was. Um, He was only a couple months old.
7: And Mike had the other two boys out, so it was just me and the baby in the house. And I'm watching today, and I hear a man talking in the kitchen. And I'm like, I didn't hear Mike's truck pull up, and I know the boys would have ran in to tell me. So I walked into the kitchen, and there's nobody there. And when they moved into the house, they rearranged the kitchen. But when um, Ed and um, Diane had the house, the kitchen and the table was right where I heard the man's voice coming from. So I went back into the living room, and I hear him again. So I the TV, and I'm looking at the baby. and I'm like, Did you hear that? Did you hear that? <laughs> so but, um, so I, I was thinking it was Ed. You know, or um, one of Mike's relatives. It was very um, interesting. I wasn't scared or anything, you know. But um, my house, I know my mom comes to visit, and she loves to tantalize my husband, even though he (laughs) won't, he won't admit to it. And um, he um, always says, you know, like I'll be upstairs, and I say, yeah, what do you want? I'm like, what do you mean? What do I want? He you called me. I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> she called me three times. I'm like, no, I didn't. So, um, and then the other day, I was upstairs, and I heard knocking at the front door. But I didn't go down because I was getting changed because I had just come from work, and Dan was downstairs, and so I thought he'll get it. So when I came downstairs, he's sitting in the kitchen, and I said, who's, who's at the front door? And he goes, what are you talking about? I mean, somebody was knocking at the front door. He goes, "No, nobody was knocking at the front door." So um, you know, so I'm like, "Okay," but um, like, Josie, would told me that she saw, you know, a woman walking up the steps and uh, just say some hail marys, you know. <laughs> like because I mean, I wasn't scared. I wasn't. I just thought she had an imagination, you know. and...
1: And she and never I'm, discouraged it, but she just, right. she didn't know I was really yeah. seeing yeah. it anyway. Right.
7: Yeah, but um, I guys smell my mother's perfume once in a while, and I know she's around.
0: Um, I don't know if you want to share this story or not. You shared a story one time that you and Dan having the same
7: oh.
1: experience. Oh, but my God, that, that scares the, me every time she tells
0: so that the story. That was me. In,
7: <laughs> in the apartment that we live in. And um, I had this dream that there was a man standing at the bottom of the bed, and he was staring at us. And if we moved the least little bit, he was going to kill us. So I'm trying to reach over without him seeing me <laughs> to touch my husband because I keep thinking to myself, "Touch Dan, and you'll wake up." Just you know. So, um, but I couldn't. I, I was frozen. So then morning came, and I woke up and I checked the windows, I checked the door, I checked. I'm like, because it was just so real. And. Um, so I, you know, I'm like, oh, if I tell him this, he's going to think I'm crazy. Because so, we were newlyweds. And um, so we went out to pay the rent to the place we had to go to. And um, he got out of the car and went across the lot and a black cat ran in front of him. So when he came back in the car, and I'm like, did you see black cat? And he goes, yeah, I saw it. And he's not superstitious, though. So. I said, you know, I had a really scary dream last night. And he said, so did I. And he said, well, there was a man standing at the bottom of the bed. And with that, he started to add to it. And we both described, like I would describe a little bit of this man, and he would add to it. I'm like, oh, my God, Dan, somebody was in our apartment. And he goes, no, because I checked everything. Everything was locked. And I'm like, so did I. And I said, but somebody was in our apartment. And, um, of course, him not being bleeding, you know, he, he wouldn't come to terms with it, but... Um, somebody was there. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because you both saw the same Right. Mm-hmm. Saw the same person. Had the same dream that if we moved, he was going to kill us. Right. And he was trying to touch me as I'm trying to touch him because we thought, you know, touch each other and you're going to wake up. Right. And we couldn't. We were just frozen. Right. And I was always afraid to be in my apartment by myself. I, I, there was something in there. I was, but um, the house I was never afraid of. But my, my German Shepherd, when I was pregnant with Josie, sat, he, got, he was laying by the, the couch that I was sitting on, and then all of a sudden got up and walked to the bottom of the steps, sat there, looked up at the steps and started crying. And I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. you know. Then um, about a month later, when we would get ready to go to bed, he would run upstairs and I lay down in our bedroom. Well, he went upstairs and it sounded like somebody... He got hurt or something because he yelped and came flying out of our bedroom and sat in the hallway staring at the bedroom. And I'm like, "Come on, come on! You know it's time to go to bed. Let's go." And I even got hold of his um, collar and tried to pull him. He wouldn't budge. Wouldn't budge. So I was a little uneasy about going to that bedroom that night. <laughs> was that in your house
0: or the? Apartment? Yeah, my house.
7: My house and. Um, the next day, we had a priest living next door. I called him over to bless the house. <laughs> so, you know, and I, but
1: you have to share your story from Gettysburg two weeks ago. That's
3: a story. Yeah. The one where you <laughs> actually had <laughs> uh, we actually had a couple experiences at Gettysburg. Obviously, you get the pictures with the orbs and, and that sort of thing. Um, the first experience was my husband and I did a little getaway weekend at the James Getty Hotel. Nice little group on deal, and um, we go up to our—I guess you could call it a suite—is that like a living room area and everything. And um, I typically sleep in the bedroom closest to the door because I always had to get up in the middle of the night to go bathroom and I don't want to wake him up. Mm-hmm. So, but I walked in the room and I kept seeing this shadow figure in the corner. It was driving me crazy to the point I slept on the other side that night. Um, the next morning, he gets up and he's like, Man, I had the weirdest freaking dream. And I'm like, Really? <laughs> you know, just kind of like, and he's like, He's looking at me and I'm like, Tell me about your dream. You uh, know, so apparently he had this dream that he was being pinned down in bed and could not get up. Um, he said, I kept trying to sit up, said, I'm not. I went, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and he goes, why? What, do, what happened? And I explained. He's like, oh, great. Can you let me sleep on that side of the bed. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so he's like, thanks a lot. I love you too. But you know, but, um, you know um, we went to, we, we do some of the ghost tours and stuff up there. And um, some are better than others. Um, but the one we, we normally go to, he told the woman about this dream. And she said, let me ask you, was it really a dream? And he said, I don't know. I, I can't, right. and given that the James Getty Hotel was commandeered as a uh, hospital during the Gettysburg battle uh, of Gettysburg, um, there's a very good chance that there was something there, but I kept seeing this shadow figure every time I would walk in in there, and um, I was telling Melinda actually a couple of weeks ago, this is something that I've I've blocked out a lot for a long time and gradually it's making its way back, um, so because I'm Ready for it, I think. Uh, so, but so that was the one, and then the other was um, we went on a really cool ghost hunt where you kind of go around to different places um, with Gettysburg uh, Paranormal Association. They give you tools, you know, whole thing. Um, and the first house we go into, they give you just a very brief overview of the home. They said that there was a, somebody killed there. There it was a murder committed. A woman died, you know, and then they just kind of leave it at that. They say, because they don't want to tell you too much, because they want you to find whatever. And so everybody kind of starts, because we're in a group, scattering around. And I said to my group, it was me and my daughter and my husband and my friend who lives out that way. um, I'm like, let's go upstairs. Nobody else has gone upstairs. Um, And I traips on up the steps. And there's, like, a landing. And then there's, like, three or four steps to get up to the next landing where additional bedrooms and I think a bathroom was up there. And literally I hit the landing. I went about two steps up and I literally went, (gasps) I literally felt like something punched right through me. Uh, my skin felt like it was like a combination of goosebumps and electricity. And I felt my heart take off and start racing. And I was and she was right behind me and caught it. I think she caught a secondary because she had a, small experience uh, I, got, to I got
2: really cold but I wasn't focused on the fact that I was cold because that was the house that actually had AC in it I was focused on the fact that my mom looked like she was about to end up in a life alarm commercial <laughs> <laughs> I was like help my phone and I can't get up and I'm like waiting for her to like hit the pendant or something around her neck but yeah. I thought my mom she she was like white duck she was like grabbing her chest and, you know, and it, both, it yeah, knocked
3: yeah. me over like and, I, I was you know, in my chest I could feel my heart really sad I like stepped up once I was able, and I just hung on to the rail because I yeah. not that was just coming She back. looked
2: like she was going to go down, and, like, the the group of four of us were all in EMS, so we're all sitting there waiting. We're like, oh, great. Like, we're not even working. We're going to have to, like, call an ambulance or something. But I
3: was fine uh, chapsing up the steps. We're like, like we're I was like, 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 like and they just, we, it all of, like yeah. somebody... Almost like yeah. somebody punched me. Yeah, All of us definitely.
2: like were asking her, like she, lo- we asked her, like, do you need an ambulance? Like that tells serious. I She's on us and everything, but uh, like that was. Yeah, I started getting
1: frantic text messages. This just happened to mom. What does this mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna wanna... <laughs> <laughs> problem, major, make sure you don't forget
3: to take home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, before we left, I said, "Y'all need to stay here." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. But they did say there is a boy who plays on the steps. Yeah, he, he runs right he runs uh, that's around that's what I think is he ran right through me and he's young so he's gonna have a lot of energy and yeah. you know, we so ended up. Around. we
2: did end up connecting with him later in the night and everything and was fun. but you know he was just kinda playing around in the house he was like moving some stuff and playing with flashlights and everything right. but I think my other, the other story I have is um, I go yeah. over to my dad's parents house and uh, I've got two younger cousins and the one is two years younger than me and then the other one I think like four or five years younger than me maybe one, five, six. six maybe um and he was a pro- my, my youngest cousin he was about I guess one and a half two he's starting to talk and everything and um both of my cousins they really liked playing with trains so we put toy trains out there and um, the other cousin he was out probably playing baseball or something and I was over the house and my youngest cousin was there, and my grandmother goes, "Yeah, I have to organize some photos. Help me out. I want to organize them by year, and all the years are written on the back." So we're sitting there playing with photos, and he, my little cousin, he starts playing. She goes, "All of a sudden, he starts having a full blown conversation with somebody. This is this train, and this is that train." We're like, "Matt, who are you talking to?" "I'm talking to old boy." Well, "Who's old boy?" Hey, "He's right there. He's in. He's old boy, because he didn't know the word for man yet." And we're like, "Old boy," and he goes well, he's really really tan like Grammy is, and he's got dark hair, and he's got an accent. And we're like, okay. And he's just like, and he's sitting there, and he's just, it's old boy. Old boy comes and plays trains with me all the time. And um, we just kind of let it go because we thought, oh, maybe it's an imaginary friend or something. But my grandma just kept looking up. She's like, something's off about it. But um, he's like two or three, and I'm just going to kind of let him go. And uh, I found my great-grandparents, her parents' um, wedding photo. I was like, "Oh, is this Gigi and, and Grandpa?" And she goes, "Yeah, yeah." And he comes over. I want to see. I want to see. And so he goes, "Oh, it's Gigi and Old Boy." Oh, wow! Wow! And we went, Oh, that's Old Boy. And he goes, "Yeah, it's Old Boy." Old Boy comes and plays trains with me. He tries to talk to everybody else, but nobody listens to him, even though he yells really loud. <laughs> and, uh, and we're like, "Oh, we're like, well, you tell Old Boy we said hi." <laughs> and we 're going to go to the kitchen because <laughs> my grandmother was like, i don 't know what to say she 's like because her and her father they were close, but they were really close, she was a lot closer with him than she was her mother, um, but then there was like a lot of period of time when she was growing up as like a teenager where they just didn 't get along because my grandmother wanted to cut her hair short and he wanted her hair long, and there was a there was a lot of feuding going back and forth with them and uh, and then I remember one day my cousin at this point he was probably about four or five he goes i need he goes where's Graham? i need Graham." And i said i i don't know i think she might be downstairs i said why do you need her why do you need her so bad like let her go do laundry or whatever she's doing and he goes old boy's going away but he said that we had that he has to tell Graham that he's sorry for fighting for with her and after that you never, we never heard from him again and on so she said every now and then she would she would uh, smell like a cologne or cigar smoke or something but that was like the last thing that he ever said. It was just like, tell tell her I'm sorry for fighting with her. The fact that he never saw her again. Because I asked him about it. Like, I, I saw him the other week. I was like, hey, you see you see your old boy recently? You see your grandpa? He's like, no. He goes, like, I haven't seen him in years. He's like, but he's like, that was the last thing he ever said was tell grandma that he's sorry. That's true. I don't know. Sweet. I, they, I'm definitely convinced all my cousins and I have a gift. We just don't talk about it. We're all just like sitting there, like, we all see the same thing. We just don't tell each other. We're just,
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah there's knows. a lot on my father's side of the family and my brother only admitted it I don't know, six months ago and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I've known you my whole life <laughs> <laughs> but I don't
4: think that's uncommon I that's, think that's very common I think a lot of
0: people don't talk about it mm-hmm. or block yeah. it out in childhood my yeah. grandfather, they uh, used to tell stories about him and his brother they lived in the city and they would go out drinking take the album or the bus or whatever and they would go back to the house they lived in and they would tell these stories about how they would see these people while they were sitting at the kitchen tables roaming around the house and they all they saw it all the time but I think they kind of thought maybe it was because they ended been drinking but <laughs> they kind of <laughs> attributed it to that or just maybe kind of played it off as yeah. that but they talked about that too and my grandfather was the first one ever met spirit to me in the form of like do you hear voices and I said yeah and he's like don't be afraid you know awesome. just say a prayer for them but don't be afraid that's great you know and that I did too bad I didn't know more I was too young to yeah. be able to like really question like yeah. find out more about what he did. and nowadays it's it's so easy like mm-hmm. now
4: it's, it's like out of the yeah. closet in you know a what exactly you know? yeah people aren't afraid to um, there's it's it's there's enough people talking about it that it doesn't have the stigma that it's supposed to happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, just can't wait till science catches up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think it'll be long. I don't think so. Yeah. All right, Peg. I'm waiting here
5: yours. Um. Yeah. Yeah. um yeah, I have a whole lot of stories, and right now I'm really grateful that I've never had to deal with a malevolent spirit. <laughs> They've either been, you know, benevolent or at worst, um, annoying, right? So, um, you know, the most recent experience I've had of someone who I didn't know was, um, I guess like last summer or so. Uh, uh, I became aware of this presence of sadness in my living room. And I thought it, and I thought it was me at first. Um, and eventually became aware that it really wasn't me, that I was picking up on someone else's sadness, even though no one was there but me. And, uh, and the more I focused on it, the more I became aware that there was someone like sitting on my couch who was very sad. And over time, over days, I started focusing in on this and, and I became aware it was a sad woman. And so I was kind of okay with this, even though I really didn't like this big lump of sadness in my living room. Um, but eventually she started yelling. And, and it was always something about a dog, right? So, she's, so the first time it happens, I can hear her yelling, the dog, the dog, and she's like yelling at someone to do something with the dog. And I'm you know, walking through my living room, i like, what is going on? And then later, you know, she's yelling at someone to get the dog food, and you forgot to buy the dog food. And like every time I walk through my living room, this, and, and I'm not, I, I, I don't see uh, spirits. I'm, I'm clairvoyant and clairsentient, so I can hear them and sense them, but, uh, but she just started yelling all the time. And... Uh, and then I started talking to her, like, if you're gonna stay here, you're gonna be quiet. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and she'd be quiet for a while, and then and then the next day she'd start yelling again. So so eventually I decided I have to talk to Russell Plita and get a house clearing because I can't live with all this yelling. I was getting like shell-shocked every time I walked through my living room. And um, so I really got serious about calling them and I was getting, you know, looking for their phone numbers and their email addresses and, and you know, then she was gone, like she knew, I intended to get rid of her, so she just kind of packed up and left on her own. But, uh, do you yeah. think, was
0: it someone who do you think had been there before or just it's, someone who
5: just you know, in? I don't know. I, I assumed that at first because I know previous owners had dogs, but it's entirely possible that she was just kind of traveling through, picked up right. that I was aware of her and decided to you know make herself comfortable. Sure. So. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if she was a resident or not. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And in terms of um, spirits that I know, uh, so you know, my, my cat died about two and a half years ago and he hangs around me and he's like this like ball of energy who's usually like floating over my shoulder. And um, last one night uh, last week I was supposed to feed the neighbor's cat and chicken on the next door neighbor and uh, and I, and I completely forgot, I knew I would forget. And I, told, I even told the neighbor, you know, make sure you text me because I'm probably gonna forget because when I get home from work, I just don't remember what I'm supposed to do most of the time. Um, and I'm sitting in my dining room doing something and the lights started flickering. And I know this is my cat, when he wants to communicate with me, he, he makes lights flicker. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, what could he possibly be trying to tell me? Like, I have no idea. Um, so I just kept doing whatever I was doing, and uh, then I got a text on my phone uh, from my neighbor asking me how the cat was doing, and I was like, oh, I forgot all about her. <laughs> <laughs> Your cat was reminding yes, yeah. yeah. me. reminding yeah. me to go yeah. take care of the cat. The cat's cat. <laughs> 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 That's pretty funny. But yeah, he's, uh, he's my companion, still, That's cool. yeah. yeah. And he's, uh, it, and he seems, to have changed, when he first passed, he, he was very jealous, and I got my current cat, and he was so jealous, and the lights flickered a lot, and uh, and I got a, uh, a a fountain for the cat, for the new cat, and you know, one of these plug-in things, and and I had been told that spirits, because they are energy, they can go into appliances and, and lights, and that's how they make the lights flicker, so the, the new cat was initially terrified of this fountain, and eventually, he got brave enough to walk towards us. We, so he we very gradually walks towards us. He finally gets close enough to take a drink of water and all of a sudden it like buzz, It made this awful buzzing noise and, uh, <laughs> and, and the cat turned <laughs> around. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, he's, but he's, uh, he seems to be okay now. And I used to, you know, he, he was so jealous and I, even, I could like feel this ball of jealousy above my shoulder. Um, and then he'd like calm down after a minute or so. but. Uh, <laughs> so, so those are my recent stories <laughs>
0: yeah I, our, my dog who passed a few years ago um, we feel her in the house and we hear her collar, we hear her running we can hear the sound Wow! because the dog we have now we don't put the collar on so she doesn't have the jingle so I can tell the difference between the dogs and the house mm. and the other night I was laying in bed and dog was curled up next to me and I heard a bump like I felt the bed and heard the hit of the floor like the dog getting on the bed and I realized that that dog hadn't got on the bed the other one was probably on the bed and she would have been in noise if the other one was on the bed she would have been like oh it got off." She really shows up a lot. It's, it's really nice though. It's so, they're so comforting yeah. Yeah, yes. to have around. Really cool.
1: Anyone else? Terry? Any good stories? You have to help me tell this story. It's kind of a two-part story and it actually involves our good friend Lynn, who's unfortunately not here tonight, Lynn got a phone call from somebody. This is the part you have to tell because I wasn't there. And when I was pregnant with the baby, I, I Just for reference, I had a very, very, very hard pregnancy. I was on bed rest for five months, and then they took them early. So Linda got a phone call from her friend in England, I think. Mm-hmm. You have to tell that part, because I don't remember all of it. All I remember is her friend's a medium and saw hands around my baby, so of course, I'm like... And so the, um, so the angel's holding him, and um,
7: Jersey had a really tough, tough pregnancy, and... Um, So when Lynn told me, she says, oh, I was talking to um, June in England, and she says that the angels are holding Joey. And I said, well, is that good or bad? I'm like, is is he going to make it? And she says, I asked June that, and she said that she cannot predict God's will. So, you know, of course, that made me a little... On the because I didn't know.
5: I'm like, oh my god! So stupid me, tell to So get first,
1: help now I'm in a panic because there was maybe one month where I was healthy out of the whole eight and a half months I was pregnant. So I'm like, does that mean is my baby going to die? What's going on? What's going to happen? Well, he, I have him. They took him two weeks early, so it wasn't that bad. And he's a terror. <laughs> he, he was not harmed in the pregnancy. He was not harmed in the making of himself. Um, so fast forward a couple months and. Russ and Cleta came over. While they were at the house, that's how we found out who was our resident spirits that visit a lot. They did cross over somebody who was attached to my Nicholas. And so we're sitting there talking, and Russ says to me, do you know a man named Carl? Sorry. Yeah, I know a couple of Carls. He goes, one that's dead? I no. said, yeah, that my paternal grandfather. And he goes, yeah, and he starts, and I don't think he did it on purpose, but he started mimicking how my grandfather would normally stand never mentioned anything about my pregnancy to this man. For all he knew, I could have had 10 more kids and everything was fine, you know? He said, you were very, very sick when you were pregnant, weren't you? I said, yeah. He said, Carl's telling me about how sick you were. I said, okay. He said, and one night you were laying in bed and you felt somebody grab your ankle and you bolted up in bed screaming. This scared the heck out of me. He said, yeah. He goes, that was Carl. He was holding your baby the whole time. He helped you keep Joey alive. Carl's wow. been with you this whole, so I, of course, I called her the next day, hysterical crying, I'm like, those angel kids, it was just poppy. <laughs> so, and, um, and while he was there, he told Russ to tell me, I'm sorry for scaring her, she doesn't want me to hang, I'll, it, she doesn't want me here, I'll leave, I don't want to be a bother, and that's was exactly how my grandfather always talked, he always said, I don't want to be a bother. So, of course, I'm hysterical crying, I'm like, no, stay, you saved his life, you can't leave me now. <laughs> so, that was I was it's not that I was never close to my pop, but I was just closer to my grandparents on my mom's side, so that just it brought this whole new level of relationship and it's so weird to have a relationship with somebody when they're dead, but it's a very <laughs> close relationship now. I talk to him all the time. Yeah,
0: I never met my grandmother at all and I have a better relationship I have this really cool relationship with her in spirit. Just we're so connected, it's so it's so neat. It's it's amazing awesome, about yeah. That
1: it's like you can't even describe it you know. Yeah. I mean, like he, I mean my grandfather helps me find stuff all the time I was I love Halloween I would keep Halloween decorations up all year
5: the boys insisted they had
1: to have turkeys out for Thanksgiving last year so I was literally ripping my hair out looking for this stupid turkey I looked in the basement I looked in the attic and I'm having a meltdown because they're having a meltdown and I, I I don't know how to explain it but I can sense the different presence like I always know which spirit it is because the different heights and just the way they make you feel, so I knew it was Pop, and I was like, Ah, I don't have time to talk to you right now. <laughs> like, yeah, I gotta <laughs> find these damn turkeys. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I got this image flash of a box in my basement in a corner that I didn't look at, because there should not have been boxes and decorations over there. And I'm like, I already looked in the basement, and I just kept seeing this over and over again. I said, Pop. If it's not there, I'm really gonna have a meltdown. Well, sure okay. enough, isn't the turkey in this box in the corner where I didn't look that yeah. he kept flashing these images to? Anytime something's lost, they say pray to Saint Anthony. I just say it's my grandfather. I can't <laughs> find it; it's <laughs> gone. <laughs> I know. For me,
2: when I was like my my mom's parents died when I was about three years old, um, and my all my other cousins, my oldest cousin is 11 years older than me. So I always call them the lucky ones because they got the most time with my grandparents, and they got to go over to their first house, and they got to work in the garage with my grandfather, and also. And by the time that I met my grandparents and could actually really remember them, they were pretty sick. Um, my grandmother had cancer. My grandfather had Parkinson's. Um, and I, I, my birthday was coming up, and my mom was a birthday party. And I remember my, gar- I remember she said my grandfather was really sick. Um, and he was like nope i'm not missing anything i'm going to my granddaughter's birthday and he came and not long after he died i'm convinced that man postponed sickness and death for me and also i've always had a very special connection with him but uh, there came a point where like they had already paid, both of my grandparents had passed away um and i wasn't fully aware that they had passed away i knew I'd i had gone to a, i was very yeah. little i was aware that i'd gone to a funeral i was aware that everybody was really sad i was aware i couldn't go over my grandparents house anymore but I didn't understand that they weren't physical beings anymore. And I was over at my dad's friend's house, and I was playing in this back room. We call it the baby room. And I just, for whatever reason, had to go tell my grandmother about what I was doing. You know, she's in the kitchen, you know, because she used to bake a lot. And she probably, I think she was like, baked good stuff something. I said, like, grand, 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 And she's like, what? What? And I said, well, Mama and Papa are in the back room and they're playing Cabbage Patch dolls with me. And they said that they had to tell you hi. And they said that Marianne and Funzie said to tell you hi. And, and she goes, What are you talking about? And she's thinking somebody like broke in the house. She's like freaking out because, you know, I was a very inviting kid. She's thinking I opened the door for somebody. <laughs> and that they're just, you know, there's like a serial killer sitting in the back. Room. She's running back there. There's nobody, just nobody there. I said, are So they're standing right there and they're waving at you. And. After I'd understand that they had passed away and that they were no longer this, I got very scared and I asked them to leave because I was poor, did didn't understand what was going on. Um, but then years later, I think I was about 15, I had gone to my first psychic reading, tarot card reading, and um, she goes, oh, question, she goes, really quick, she goes, before we even start the stream, she goes, this isn't even part of it, she goes, um, who's the old man that's with you all the time? She said, old Italian man, real dark hair. She goes, he's holding a yellow flashlight with a black switch on it. And I recognized instantly it was my grandfather because when he was able to get up and walk around, we used to play flashlight tag. When he passed away, I got his flashlight, and it was a yellow flashlight with a black switch on it. And I recognized him as so I'm like, that would be my grandfather. <laughs> and wow. she goes, by the way, he's your spirit guide. Um, you're supposed to listen to him even
3: if you don't want to. And um, He used to come play with her. Yeah, He, used to just he come was with- the pop that always played with granted. Yeah. Uh, And um, he kind of missed out on a lot with her because he was older and not well. But the part where she realized that they had passed away was um, she was in the back room at our first house and playing with my mom and dad. And they had been gone for about a year. Yeah. And um, she's back at the. the, And I'm like, who are you talking to? She's like, my mom and They're right here. And uh, and, uh, but it wasn't long after that. I think she had gone to the cemetery with me, and she put it together they were really gone. And that's when she got scared. I said, "Honey, my mom and pop would never ever want to scare you. You can just ask them to leave for a little bit, so that they don't scare you. They would never want to do that." Right. Uh, And she did, and they they stayed away. Yeah. However,
2: every time a big event would come up, a birthday. Um, I made my first Holy Communion. My penance and reconciliation because I went to Catholic school. Every picture, there is two orbs right behind my head, and they're one's darker than the other, and everything. And I showed it to a friend of mine because me, and she goes, "Oh, that's your grandparents. They they said that they didn't want to scare you, but they wanted to show up for your special events, like your birthday yeah. and all this stuff." And there's a picture of me, and there's just like a bunch of orbs behind me, and everything. You can kind of see it. And, and I can kind of tell now. Like, I started looking back on pictures that she would post on Facebook when I was younger. And I started looking back and, like, somebody somebody's like, oh, it's like, we're going to share old photos of ourselves, you know, because we're just going to embarrass each other. And I started looking, and I could tell who was there. And there's a picture, and it's just a family photo of us at my uncle's house. And it's all the cousins. And I think it was around Christmas time. And each one of us, there's the same color orbs, one on the left, one on the right, each on the shoulders. And I sent it to my friend, and I said... Debunk this, I said. But I'm ninety. I said, debunk this, so I don't feel like I'm crazy. So, but I'm ninety percent sure for my grandparents. Because well, there's no debunking because that is your grandparents, and they show.
1: like you guys now. Literally, any
2: any posts from like 2009 to 2011 will have these orbs in the pictures and everything.
1: And
2: uh, it was like Christmas time. that's all I remember, but uh, like now it's like and um and then. There was the last of my pop siblings. Uh, he passed away last year, as my uncle. I was extremely close to him because my pop passed away when I was really young. He kind of became my grandfather on that side. And before I had even, like, anything had really happened before his funeral and everything, um, I got a call from a friend, the same friend who just made him. And she goes, I know your uncle passed away. I know you haven't said anything. I know you haven't posted anything about it yet. She goes, But he said, keep dancing Uh, because I'm a dancer and I was getting ready to give up dance. I was like, I'm giving up. I don't want to do this anymore. And she said, keep dancing because it makes him happy and you need to open up your gift because everybody in the family has it. Nobody just wanted to admit it because your great grandmother was a devout Catholic. (laughs) And they were scared of scaring her and her like dragging them off to like church or something, telling them that they need to go be dumped in some holy water or something. Um, But she said that she goes, uh, uh, your everybody in that side of the family has it. And she goes, even your grandmother had. It. She she used to. She goes, your great grandmother used to see your great grandfather and she used to say stuff. And I'm like, you don't even know these details about my family yet. You're telling me about this. <laughs> she was able to, like, talk to me. And she goes, but she goes, make She goes, you have to promise him. He's bugging. He's sitting over here tapping his foot and everything. She's like, he's making me, make you promise him that you'll open up this gift. And I started opening it up. And now, like, I'll go to um, older houses which there are spirits in, or I'll go to friends' houses, which have spirits in them, and I'll see, like, the, I never usually see spirits. I usually feel them, um, but I always see little kids. Little kids always come to me. I've always seen children, and I work in a daycare, so I'm sure that, that's part of it. I'm sure that helps. And then being really on myself, I went out to Gettysburg, and there was a house, and they said, oh, you a little girl in the attic. She won't talk to anybody, and I got a full-blown conversation up oh, wow. there, and I started playing music, and this guy started snapping pictures, and there's a, just a collection of orbs above my head, and he got at different points during the music, and they're all moving, and everything, and um, I, the other night, I had a bunch of friends over, and it was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, we decided that we're going to go play Manhunt in the middle of my development, because, well, why not, you know, we're going to go get bit by some mosquitoes, and who cares, and... It was myself and my boyfriend. They're like, oh, you guys are it. We're going to go hide, you know. And I'm just walking down the street, and I saw this little boy just dart down the center of the street. And I looked back, and because there was a shadow, but I could tell it was a little boy. He was probably 12 or younger. And I thought it was a friend of ours because a friend of ours is very small, very short. I looked back. and I is that Justin? I said, what are you talking about? I said, the kid that just ran down the center of the street. He goes, what are you talking about, kid that ran down the center of the street? I said, Oh, there's a kid that just ran down the side of the street. Well, there's a house a couple blocks up, and they were having a party. And we're like, "Hey, did a little boy just run away from you guys?" And they're like, "God, uh, no, no, no. There's no kids here." And we're like, "Okay." And we're like, "Great." Now we look at a couple of crazies and everything. But ever since I like made that promise, and like I've been able to like see kids, and I've been able to sense the spirits that live in our house. We got the—we call them the old man, the old woman, because we yeah, don't. Too. Yeah, we don't. We don't know their names. Unfortunately, we know their last names. Mr. And Mrs. K, right. um, I don't know how they like to be addressed, so we just kind of them that. But around like between like six thirty and nine thirty, we'll sit there in the living room, we'll watch TV or whatever, and we could smell just cigarette smoke. Nine thirty every night. Well, it's just that's a, that's really oh. when it's strongest, and we can smell the cigarette smoke. And when we first moved in there, we're like painting the rooms Not and the everything. This is where the
3: three of us lived at, and we kept hearing there's a por- uh, like a three season porch that goes to the kitchen. We all think hearing this doorknob jiggle, but we would all hear it at different times. And finally, one night, all three of us were actually in the living room when it happened. And finally, my husband's like, "Did you hear that?" I'm like, oh, "You hear that too."
2: I'm slamming my hands on the table. I'm like, so, "We need to have a family meeting about this door now
3: <laughs> because so we've discovered that we were all hearing this, and there's definitely a presence downstairs at the workbench." Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure
2: it's the previous yeah. male. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Um, Mr. K. He worked for Dupont. Um, he also he's did. He an engineer. He did, did a lot of work for Dupont. He did work for NASA. He did work for the military because um, I remember when we were first been at the shed, there was a big old blue box and I pulled out I'm like oh cool with use storage." I pulled out it says property of the United States Army on top of it and we opened it up and, I'm, <laughs> and there's like some silver stuff in here and I'm like what was he doing um, you know and we went downstairs and there was stickers from NASA and DuPont and um, there was floor plans and how to make this saw and start this saw and there we saw like jars that sit up on this shelf that's there's full some of things. and we have yeah.
3: there for. Everybody. Yeah, I yeah, the he, we have, yeah. Just because we just don't feel right about it Yeah,
2: I found an old stethoscope up there Which I presumed he probably used to listen To pipes or whatever right. And I am very much into medical stuff And I pulled it down And I'm like, oh cool, old stethoscope And I'm torturing my stepdad I'm like, oh you probably remember when these were made And I'm picking on him and making old jokes about him and I put him in my ears and I'm messing around. Well, I didn't put him back the same. And I started going down doing laundry. And every time I was down there, I just, I would see him standing at the workbench, And he'd be standing there with his hands on his hip, like staring me down. And I'm like, it's because I missed the stethoscope, isn't it? And I put the stethoscope back. And I could feel him every now and then. And uh, But, like, I don't, like, not as much as I used to. And when I would go down there, like, because I'm homeschooled, I'd go down there in the middle of school day. If I was, like, a dating store to go do laundry or something. I could tell he would just stare me down and I'm like, Okay, I'm going back upstairs to go do my schoolwork and and everything. And when I was painting my room, my door sometimes would open and close by itself. I would hear somebody talking. I remember the one day she was outside doing laundry. I thought she was sitting in the living room and I heard somebody go, Rachel, Rachel, and I'm like, I think it's her. And I'm sitting there, you know, doing the whole yeah six times, you know, from my room, and I'm like, Okay, she can hear me. Mumble under my breath that I don't want to eat dinner, but she can't hear me scream. Yeah, from my bedroom. And I go, I'm like, so, what do you want? She's not out there. She walks in, she goes, who are you yelling at? And I'm like, you. And she's like, why are you yelling at me? And I'm like, because you called me. And she's like, no, I didn't. I'm like, then who's calling me? And I'm like, somebody was in the living room calling me. And then right after that, like the door handle started going. And I'm like,
3: I guess the old woman wanted me for something. And I closed the door I'm right where sure the handle is. Her. Yeah. but the presence downstairs at the bench is hidden. Yeah, and uh, we're pretty, pretty sure. Um, we've, we've never had anybody come over official, but just right. you know, from what we know of the previous owners. Uh, and then probably the most recent experience was about a year ago in May. My adopted niece uh, moved in; she's going to college, mm-hmm. and um, I think with, she was she's living in the basement where it's partially finished. And it was Memorial Day weekend. She was off from school. I was home. We were sitting at the kitchen, the dining room table, kitchen doors here, the one that always jiggles. I had been in and out most of the day, but I was making sure I shut the door tight because the dog food's out there and dogs go out there and steal it. And um, we both at the same exact time heard that handle jiggle and that door flew open. And we never had it. Both
2: were like... We just sat there looking at each other. We looked at the door, and the door slammed against. It. I thought the yeah. door was going to make a hole in the
3: wall. If and I'm sitting there, and are. I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" And I'm like, "It was breezy that day, but I, like I said, I make sure I shut it because of the dogs, because they're rats." <laughs> so, uh, and the thing that kept me in that it had to be whoever opening that door was, we both heard the handle because it was just the wind. You're not going to hear the handle. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, it, it would already be partially. Yeah, if it, you, yes. you just. Yeah, yeah, and that door kind of creaks
2: a little bit, and if it opens slow, it'll creak a little bit. And when it opens slow, you can, you can hear it, because it makes it a really creaking sound, and it shakes hear. a little bit. I but this one, you just the, you can hear the door handle oh, and, it, and the lock, and it kind of jiggles, and that's really what makes the jiggling sound. And then it just flew open, and it slammed, and I'm, thinking, I'm like, great, like
3: I said, that's going to kill us. <laughs>
0: it probably <laughs> put a hole in
2: the wall, and we're going to have to explain to him that we're just sitting at the table, and this door flew open. And they have like, made a hole in the wall. Like, there's no hole in the wall. I thought it was I – I really thought there was going to be in there. We were just like – suddenly were like, okay. We just <laughs> – I don't – and then, you know, we were just – I don't remember the one day I was just sitting at home with my dog, and that door handle went off, and, and I have four dogs. And, uh, I, well, actually, I had only three of them at the time. They all ran to the door, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, it's, you know – the girl who's living with and I'm like, I'm like, hey, you home? And everything. I'm like, she'll answer me. I look at her, car's not there. And I'm looking in the driveway. And I'm like, did I lock somebody out? Because sometimes I have the bad habit of locking my parents out of the house. Um, I swear I love them. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, did I lock somebody out of the house? Like, why couldn't they have just knocked? Did get a text? And I'm like, the dogs are barking at the door. And I heard the door, and I'm like, looking around, and I'm like, This is weird. So I take my oldest dog, because she's my big, great dog. She's just all shaky now and everything. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to take you with me, I guess. I'm, like, walking around with her. And I'm like, there's nobody outside. The mailman isn't even there yet. We're like, I'm like, we're going back inside, and we're locking all the doors because I'm home alone. And I don't know what that was. And that was, like, one of the first times that they really all kind of, like, they all just, they
3: sprinted
0: at the door. Well, you guys obviously aren't afraid of it. Not no, anything.
3: they don't scare us. No. Uh, and I do know, like, when we first moved into the house and we started noticing these things, my husband and I said, we know that you were the original owners of this home. We're going to do our best to take care of it as well as you did. You know, and I, I'm hoping that put them at ease as to why they don't really bother us, but, like, because I'm not there to go when so that's what I need yeah. so
5: that's <laughs> why. Yeah. So, it's uh,
3: like, the one I even did
2: an experiment, because... We would smell it very often during the summer. And we're sitting there thinking, like, we know a couple of our neighbors. We know they smoke. We're like, all right, that's it. We're shutting all the windows, shutting all the doors before 930 hits. And we turn the air conditioner on and we, and we could still smell it. Yeah. And it was just strong. And I remember the one time I walked in the house and she goes, were any of your friends smoking at night?" she's like, not that I approve of it, but were they smoking? And I'm like, no, nobody smokes. Like, what are you talking about? And she's just like, I'm smelling that cigarette smoke again. And I never think, but, like, they don't. They don't scare us. They don't bother us. I mean, the one time, the, the old man kind of creeped me out, because I only had one light on down the basement, and I'm like, alright, it's a basement. I feel like I'm back mm-hmm. in a horror movie, and I'm like, you need to just kind of back off of the intensity there, my friend. And he not really bother me, really. He just, he kind of just, you know, he's at his workbench and everything. And I had a friend who he used to do a lot of work with his hands, and um, I remember one day he went down the basement, and the, I could sense that the old man was back out, and, everything, and I'm like, you're probably attracting him because you smell like a workshop (laughs) and you work with your hands and everything, and I'm like, oh, you're probably, like, attracting him and all, and he's like, he's like, well, good for you, I believe in it because I can feel his eyes burning into the back of my neck right now. (laughs) Oh, but, like, he doesn't he doesn't bother us, so I think the only time that we've been bothered was at our previous house before this, and it just, that we didn't stay there long. No, I wanted to get out of there. Under two years, I think. I never even really said anything. I always just told my parents it just kind of creep me out and that there were things that would freak my friends out. And then I remember the day, they're like, oh, we're going to move. And they're starting looking at houses. And I'm like, there's this house. I'm sending them, like, Facebook posts. like, why do you want to get out of here so bad? And I'm like, maybe because something is following me and I don't feel safe. <laughs> we uh, were the
0: second owners of the house we lived in. So the first owners were there quite a bit of time, though. And we had met her and she said, you know, I'm so glad you're, she had two boys and we had two boys and she was just happy we were moving in the kids. So a few years ago we were converting our garage, making it a room. So we started like moving everything out of it and it looked like we were moving. Like there was that sense of "Are they movement. And I was up drying my hair to get ready for work and I put my hair dryer down and I put it on the hamper now, I flatten it. It's not like it was hanging over. So I went downstairs to grab clothes. I come back up. I hear a thud. I come up and the hairdryer. Board. I'm like, oh, that's odd. I must have just put it on the edge. or yeah. So I'm drying my hair. And up above, I have a cabinet. And I had a picture of an angel. But I had things in front of it. Like, it couldn't just fall. And if it did fall, the things in front of it would fall with it. I'm drying my hair, and this picture comes flying up over top of that onto the floor. Oh. And I just looked, and I knew right away, I was like, okay, Mrs. Werner, we're not moving. <laughs> 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 you know, remember, we're not. We're just changing things up, but we're not moving, I promise. You know, don't. we're not leaving. I don't want you to be unsettled. And after that, that was it with that kind of activity. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, ours seems more like whenever we do any heavy work in the house, we like I said, we my niece, we're dead. Like, yeah. And I think because of the in and out, the furniture and the, the, furniture and the yeah. changing. And that
2: and if you bring a very new person in our house. We still have Girl Scout meetings in our house. And I remember the first time I brought my friend Krista over. Um, and we recently moved into the house, and so we were still bringing new people. And I'm standing there with her in the kitchen, and I'm talking, you know, we're going to do this badge, and we're looking at these trips, And I'm talking to her, and we're just – you know, I'm having a conversation my school. And the door handle turned all the way to the right, all the way to the left. Like, somebody just gripped on it, and they were twisting it. Like, it wasn't even jiggling. It was, she goes, your door handle was turning." I'm like, yeah, it just kind of does that. And she's looking at me like I'm crazy. Um, and I have, like, ten heads. And she's, like, she's a bit of a skeptic. She'll try to debunk it before she even thinks about that. And she's sitting there, she's pulling the door, and she's making me go on the other side and pull the door and turn the handle. And she's, like... Somebody's here, I guess, and I'm like, yeah. And I started bringing friends over, and every time I would bring friends over, that door handle would start going. And um, when I would bring my boyfriends, when they were new over the house, like they would, the door handle would start going. And I'm like, by the way, (laughs) if you're in the kitchen and the door handle starts turning, just let it be. And on, it doesn't. Yeah, really, only goes if you bring like a very new person in the house that hasn't really been over there before. Or if we start changing, I started redecorating my room. I got a new bed in there. I um, I made a yeah, we got new living room furniture. I started making a little altar in my room and putting candles in there. And just when the whole redecorating was going, um, the door handle would go every single time. And I'm like. I don't, I, we, I'm, like, trying to keep things for them. Like, when we moved our the old fridge out and we put the new fridge in, I found a bunch of magnets that got left behind, so I put the magnets on the fridge for them. And, you know, we sold the wallpaper in the kitchen. and, um, key holder. Yeah, there's a right key holder door. that has, like, a little yeah. butterfly on it that we left there. Um, for a while, we had a cross. Um, we had something that said it was, like, for grandparents and everything. And we ended up contacting the, the kids, and we are like, like, we think guys should, should have this, and you know, we try to like leave the tool bench. But if you really start repainting, redecorating, moving things, I guess I don't know if they're not fans of it or if they're just like, We're watching you. <laughs> they,
0: they just want to make sure you know they're still there, yeah. it's
2: yeah. Still, still part of the house. Yeah, they're just kind of, I guess they're just kind of like letting us know, like, Yeah, this is our house too, by the way. And right? I respect yeah. that. makes me think of
1: Beetlejuice. <laughs>
7: Why don't tell us with you and Uncle Jack the, the other day? What? You and Uncle Jack the other day with Linda. Uh, um, my Uncle Jack died in Korea. He was a, a POW and died in camp. a camp on the borderline of Korea and China. So they're over trying to bring bodies back. And in 2013, I went to a conference about it, but Korea had put a stop of us going to get the bodies. And they told me that they probably would never be able to get to my uncle because of where the camp was situated. There's a lot of illegal stuff going on between China and, and Korea. So I was a little bummed out about that, and I didn't go to any of the conferences since then. So this year, when I got invited, I'm like, oh, because it's pretty expensive to go there. <laughs> um, I'm like, okay, well, if you want to go, you know, let's go. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to spend the money. Besides that. You know, they said they won't be able to get to them, you know. But then I got this overwhelming feeling, and like somebody was whispering, ear, like, you got to go. You got to go. So I said to Dan one day, I said, I think we're going to go to the conference this year. And he says, hey, I told you, you know, it's up to you. So um, I filled out all the papers, sent them in, and I never answer my cell phone if it doesn't tell me exactly who's calling it. So... My partner and I had just um, dropped money off of the police station and as we're coming through the door, my cell phone rings and it says Fort Knox, Kentucky. So I said out loud, to so then I said, that's Fort Knox, Kentucky. And at that time, both of us heard a man say, answer it. So I answered it and here it was, um, one of the man who was in charge of the conference to verify all my information, as I'm talking to this man, I'm standing in front of a police station, Lynn's looking at me, and I'm getting, this, I'm getting really, really hot, and I mean, the, the police station is well air conditioned, but I was getting overwhelmingly hot, and um, she's, and when I hung up, she goes, Marie, she's standing behind you. And I said, what? She said, your uncle is standing behind you. And I said, well, I got an overwhelming feeling of being hot. She said, that's this energy. you know." From, and I said, well, I always thought spirits made you cold. And she said, no, not all the time. She says, you know, some depend on what their energy is like. But um, she saw him standing behind me. So
1: the same
0: uncle that hangs yeah. out with the baby in my house. Yeah. yeah. And Lynn, Lynn's pretty powerful. Yeah. You oh, can yeah. believe what she said. Yeah. Anytime
1: I have a question, I text mom. I'm like, I don't want to bother Linda if she's not working. Is she with you? Can I call you? <laughs> <laughs> well,
7: we, we went to the cemetery to visit um, one of her very good friends that she used to do crossing guard duty with, passed away. And buried in St. Dennis Cemetery. So every once in a while we are go through. And this one time Um, We picked up a little girl, and um, her spirit came into the car because the windows were down, and and, uh, um, as we're driving away, she goes, Marie, we have somebody with us. She goes, it's a little girl. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. so um, Linda's going, you know, you've got to leave. You've got to go back. You 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 can't stay with us. And the little girl's going, no, not yet. Not yet. So we went back into the cemetery and we opened doors and said, come on, let's go. You got to go. You can't stay with us. And uh, when we got back in the car, she said that she was gone. Yeah.
1: But, well, but. And you've heard Lynn talk about her, um, her granddaughter, Julia. Finally got to meet little Julia. And she's sitting next to me and she's whispering things over to Linda. So Lynn's leaning over to me, do you know anybody named Frank? Because Julia says there's a guy named Frank sitting behind you right now. And yeah. So we're whispering back and forth because she didn't want to scare uh-huh. Nicholas because Linda wasn't oh, sure on right. that. So, Julie, we're like playing past the message about all these <laughs> spirits sitting around us watching the Haverford Police Dog Show.
6: who uh, was <laughs> yes, named Frank? Yeah. That was my grandfather.
1: Oh, well, your grandfather's at the dog <laughs> show with us.
6: <laughs> yeah,
7: yeah. But then, uh, last summer, Jersey took the boys over to the house to um, swim in the pool. And I took the baby in because it was time for his nap. And I changed him everything, put him in a portico crib that was that we set up in the living room. And I went into the kitchen to start dinner. And I hear him giggling and jabbering. And I just snuck in to see what he was doing. And he's looking up, because he's sitting in the portico crib looking up and just laughing and reaching for things. And I'm like, I just stood there watching him. I'm like, oh, at
1: least you're having a good time. You know, so... But um, well, the baby yeah, is one of the yeah. reasons we know his dad. Ed is at the house, too, even before, you know, Russ and all came. Because we have on our radiator in the living room, we have a picture of me and Mike with the Stanley Cup. And then we have a picture of my mom and dad. It's right next to it on the uh, Liberty Bell cruise, or the Spirit of Philadelphia, one of those cruise ships. And on the other side is a picture of his mom and dad and Diane. And it looks like American Gothic. They're outside in the garden. The <laughs> <laughs> thing. Baby knows everybody except for Ed, because he passed away right a couple months before we got married. And he'll sit there, mommy, daddy, mama, grandma, poppy. So then one day I pointed at Ed and I said, do you know who that man is? And he goes, no, 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 no. And so I just looked at Mike. I said, what did he just do? Because he's starting to cry. And I know exactly what it was. But I was like, no, I, I got to be seeing things. So I said to him again, I said, Joey, who's that man? He went, it's no, noo." His dad used to wax his mustache and to make kids laugh he'd point his mustache up and go, no it to me. So that's what we think practice. He'll be in his room playing and the room that the babies the baby's room is Ed's old room. And you'll just hear him sitting back there laughing didn't know nobody, so we're like, Oh new news here. <laughs> I know for myself, I work in EMS and
2: so I go to people's houses a lot and um uh, one day, I went to this older lady's house and we were there. She was, wasn't feeling too great and everything. And she was a little worried because last time she wasn't feeling too good, she ended up in the hospital. So she called us. And, and um, my partner, he goes, Hey, says, can you take sh- a you blood pressure for me? So, you know, I'm pulling my stethoscope and I'm pumping this up on her. Own. And I kept hearing somebody talking. And I, I'm i like sitting there, and I'm like, I'm never going to get this blood pressure if people keep talking. I look back and I said, Hey, I was like, I don't know if you guys are talking because you know there's a cop that you're getting there getting information. So I like, can you just guys kind of keep it down? And they're like, oh, sorry, we thought we're too loud. Mm-hmm. So they're whispering, and I know they're whispering. I can see them on the other side. And I'm sitting there and I'm taking a blood and I hear somebody talking again. And
1: I look at them, I'm like,
2: who's talking? And I'm like getting real mad because I know they're not whispering. And I'm like sitting there, and I'm like, I might not be. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said, I might not be able to get your blood pressure until we can the ambulance. Is everything okay? And I said, I'm sorry. I said. I don't know if I said I said, you might be talking to huh? him. she goes, Oh, is it a man talking? And he said, There's a guy I said, I'm sorry, I keep hearing a couple of guys because you know, my partner's here and you know, there's another cop and he's here and it's, it's probably something. She goes, You're hearing it from over there, aren't you? And she points at her dining room. I said, yeah. she goes, It's my husband and his brother. They don't ever shut the hell up. And <laughs> <laughs> I she goes, she goes you need to go over to the dining room table and tell them to shut up so you can take my so can take my blood pressure and i'm sitting there and i'm like you know i said i don't want to be disrespectful to you know people who i don't know so i'm just like all right i'm gonna try to get this and i got it and everything and all of a sudden i see two people walk by and she goes oh. she goes now they finally leave <laughs> and, she, and, I, and i said i'm sorry and i didn't i was like trying to double check what she said she goes Oh, she goes, I said, now they finally leave. She goes, I just, she goes, they just walked out the door. They're going to walk me to the ambulance. And I'm like, okay, that's very nice to know. (laughs) And I'm like, and my partner's like, you good? Because I guess I was like a little shocked because I'd never really done that in anybody's house. And I'm like, I'll tell you later. (laughs) And on. He's like, are you okay? He goes, you sure you're okay? He's like, you good to work? And I'm like. Uh yeah, she just said that her that her husband and brother in law were uh walking around to the ambulance and I'm like and I kept hearing two guys talking and he's like he goes Would she say something? I said, Yeah I said and I said and honestly he goes she wouldn't say something, I said, I would have thought I was crazy <laughs> And, and on goes, he goes Yeah, I saw two shadow figures walk to the door and he goes and he goes I, and he wears glasses. He goes like he goes I goes, I thought it was just my vision, that's not what made and all uh, he goes he goes hey, well, he goes another adventure, <laughs> and I'm just like, yep. And she goes, oh, if you guys, she goes, I know I've called you guys a few times because if you ever come back and they're bothering you, just let them know that you're here. And <laughs> she told, she told me their names and everything. She's like, if you come back and they're too much of a bother, you yell at them. And I'm like, I'm like, no, I don't have the heart to yell at the spirits. I don't know, but thank you. <laughs> and all but that that was like, I was like, okay, oh, <laughs> you know, and I could hear them. And they were talking about something. I think they were talking about sports or something. I kept hearing, like, balls. I'm thinking maybe baseball or football or something. But uh, I kept hearing them talking, and they're just, and I heard somebody, like, slam their hand down the table like that. Like, I could tell, like, they bounced their hand off them. And, and I was and, and just like, yeah, somebody's just like, having a good on time over there, I guess, and, and everything. And she said that she's just like, yeah, they're there. And we went back to her house. I wasn't on the ambulance that day, and, but my partner was. He said, he's like, yeah, he's like, I saw them sitting at the table, and he's like, I just didn't say anything, goes, because this time they weren't talking, though. so she must have
1: yelled at him or something <laughs> when she got home, <laughs>
2: but, like, I, I know I've seen, like, serious, like, at patients' houses before, and outside, I've even seen them outside of patients' houses before, and um, I've seen them, like, on calls and everything, um, there was one time I was in a car accident, and I saw a man standing across the road, and there was a septa stop there, something, uh, somebody waiting for a or whatever, but he's just standing and staring at the accident and everything, and then like, we wrap it up and he was gone, and I never saw a septa bus come, and I'm like, did septa come through here or something? And they're like, no, we blocked him off, because was, you know, I'm like, okay, I was like, I'd seen this guy just kind of standing there, just like staring head on at the accident, I actually seen him again on another call, and I don't know who he is. He wears like brown work boots and jeans, and it's like either a really dark green or a black long sleeve shirt, and he just kind of like stares at the scene until it's done, and I ne- I don't know who it is, so
1: I've never. You talking about car accidents reminds me of time I almost caused a car accident because it's somebody walking in the road that wasn't really there. <laughs> oh We're on the media bypass going back from my mom's house, and I'm sitting there, and it's late. The kid's exhausted me, and he's driving. I sat up so quick. I grabbed his arm like this, and I was like, watch out, and I'm like trying to turn the wheel, and he's like, what the hell's wrong with you? And I'm like, you almost hit that woman. What woman? And we got into an argument about it because there's somebody walking down the middle of the bypass, and I'm thinking... Who's going to walk in the middle of the bypass in the middle of the night? You don't do that in the daytime. He's like, Are you you drinking? Like, what's wrong (laughs) with you? Yeah, my my youngest
0: son was going to work one day. He has spirit who come to him to help cross over. Like, they just come to his house. And he was getting ready for work and he saw something. He knew somebody was in the house, but he has babies and he has rules. Like, you don't go near the kids. You know, he tells them, Stay out of our room. And he said he knew something was in the house. He wasn't sure who it was yet, and he got in his car to go to work, and he's up really early, and was heading out. It was dark, and he said uh, something darted across the road, and not that he slammed his brake on, and, like, the car went out. And he realized nobody was there. The next thing, they were in the car, and it was one of his friends who had passed that he didn't know until that moment had passed. And he came to him to help him to move him over because he was scared. So that's he's like that, too. They'll just, you know. They, they come out of nowhere up. sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we were walking along the boardwalk, and he said to me one, one night, he said, Mom, can I talk to you because you're the one I talk to. He <laughs> goes, you know, when I'm up here, I see a lot of people. I said, yeah. He goes, but they're not people who are living <laughs> I said, I'm sure you do yeah. and he's like, they stare at me and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do and then I had discussed it with someone um, who's, like my, who's my healer and, and I like helps me out and she said, you know, that's because he's got to cross them, they realize he has the ability to like see them, talk to them and he just has to tell them to go You know. she said, because even the ones who don't know will pick them out of a crowd
1: Kind of yeah, Ru- yeah. Russ described it as a light, like was, mm-hmm. yeah, we glow. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my poor necklace. We took him down to um, Old City, mm-hmm. and I was oh, like, wow. "Oh, <laughs> yeah, the poor kid was <laughs> going nuts." <laughs> 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 yeah. We went into Christchurch because they. For some reason, and I don't mind it, my boy's very into science, very into history, love the revolution. So I'm like, oh, revolution, we're gonna go to Christ Church. I'm gonna show you where uh, George Washington's hat, we're gonna get a picture in George Washington's pew. And there was a tour there, so we are very, the rest of us are waiting patiently. Like Nicholas is sitting there like this. And he's just looking around, very timid. And I said, are you okay? And he's like, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> so then finally, we got our turn to sit in George Washington's pew, and he's still sitting, like, hands tucked in between his legs, almost like he's being squished by people. So I get their picture, and you can tell in the picture he's not comfortable. It's that four he's like this. You know, in the church, I said, what's the matter? And he goes, don't ever make me go to an old church again, please. There were so many colonial people. They all wanted to sit near me. I didn't want anything to do with them. There was just so many. They were crowding me. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. We won't do it again. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't well, know he probably <laughs> <Like, laughs> please <laughs> please, <laughs> please just please yeah yeah, yeah. Gettysburg
0: probably wouldn't be a good place yeah don't yeah, yeah, think in I'm
1: not Gettysburg good all the places I want to go I'm like we'll wait you're older I do a better handle on
0: it well thank you all for coming out do you guys have anything to add or just enjoyed listening just enjoyed listening yeah thank you for coming Thank you all for coming tonight. It was great to have such a crowd. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully, you'll be yeah. back for the next one. And I'm sure we could do another one uh, part with two. more stories. <laughs> we'll probably <laughs> will have more by then. Um, thanks again. And um, Thank until you. the next one, remember to be the light. Thank you. Bye. Thanks.